Yo, what is good, world? It's your boy, Calvin Leroy King, the third. And as always, I have my lovely co-hostess with the most by my side, Miss Reese PC, the one and only. Hey, y'all. And we thank y'all for tuning in and turning up for another dope episode of This, That, and the Third, the lifestyle show that gives you life. Literally. Literally. Now, we're going to begin the show in the best fashion we know how, and that's beginning with some new news for all y'all new news. So, uh, what's leading off our news segment this week, Miss Reese? First of all... I'm drinking water, okay? She in here. I thought because they're not a sponsor, we couldn't show them. You guys should become a sponsor because yeah. I really love your water. She's brand loyal. She's yeah. very brand loyal, too. How you say that? Avion? Avion. Avion. Gurgle, 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 yeah, it is. Refreshing. Okay, but we'll hide your. All right, let's get into some new Hello. news, Party's new news. <laughs> okay, so what's going on? Found out that they are tearing down the detention centers. Whoa, like juvenile detention centers? No, the well, the detention centers for the immigrant kids. Oh, okay. And are these new structures, or did they repurpose them from, like, abandoned schools and stuff like that? Or no. did they build them recently? No, they put them up. So, on Vice. That's a waste of money, it sounds like. Um, You know, they picked these, like, really remote locations out yeah, in the desert in yeah, Texas, right, yeah. where they're surrounded by nothing. Go there! And um, you do have, like, locals who... Well, it was a white guy. He was retired. Yeah, yeah. Um, he obviously has time on his hands. <laughs> Nothing but, but. He, like, sits out and watch how they move in and set up shop. What do you mean, like, community watch? Neighborhood watch? Kind of. yeah. I mean, I guess it George would be Zimmerman, like that. maybe? Um, but he basically is like, you just don't hear anybody talking about it. So he was saying, like, he's seen busloads of the kids being moved out. He's watched them tear down the camps. Wow. And then how they made relocate to right. a different area right. and set up shop again but no of course they because they pick these remote locations nobody's saying anything yeah. and obviously with what's going on with the government nobody's talking about Shut it down. but they're putting they're moving the kids to sponsors to family members and to we don't really know. No, who the hell knows? It sounds like this is the continuation of the story where we're talking about the people that work in these detention centers do don't do background checks, but then the families that take in these kids have to do extensive have background like checks. have, like, extensive background so checks. So these people but who are being supervised by people who might not be the best supervisors are just being shipped and transported in the middle of the night, like, hey, yeah, bring so everything with us. I don't know if the the workers, they're not talking about the workers, right? So the workers may be getting laid off at this yeah, point yeah. if there are no more camps, but um, they're just shipping these kids, and we haven't heard anything in the news about yeah. the kids being shipped to homes, to, you know, different Where are locations. they going, dog? Don't sleep on the black market, man. You know what I'm saying? How they say when you travel abroad, you get your goddamn lungs took. Yeah. Like, don't trip on these kids that, again, we talked about this earlier on a previous episode, that aren't very valued by the American system. No. So now, if I have the opportunity to create a market for lungs and organs and all types of shit, this I'm, would be, you know, this would be the prime time. I'm just saying, not saying that's what's happening, no, but that's what but could be going on. We don't know what's happening because nobody's saying anything. So I just wanted to put that out there, mm -hmm. um, and pay attention to it. Stay woke. All our brown and Latino brothers and sisters. On the real. And uh, also in new news for all y'all new news, she mentioned it earlier, but the uh, shutdown is real. <laughs> yeah. So that's all we've been hearing about. How right? long has it been? Like twenty. 20 it should days be like almost. 20 days now. Yeah, and I guess President Trump spoke oh, oh. this week. No cursing on this then and third. We're going to say four or five, and we're going to like it, okay? Oh, you said no cursing. <laughs> yeah, not going to use blasphemy in this bitch. The guy. <laughs> the guy. Uh, 
Yeah, so he had a press Four, conference five. this week. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it. Just over the guy. He's not saying anything. Over the guy. But what Talking he head. his his point basically he's holding the American people hostage because TSA workers mm -hmm. have to come to work and not getting paid. Oh yeah. They're calling off sick. Did you see <laughs> did you see the uh clip where it said this is how TSA workers are now patting people down? No. I'm talking about, you know, TSA be thorough. Too thorough. These niggas was on some. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, I'm not getting paid anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> that shit was there. Snoop actually posted it. So if you check Snoop page on okay. his IG, man. Yeah, so they're not getting paid. I mean, aside from them not getting paid, the effect of all that is all these people are going to fall behind on their mortgages, rent, car note, all type of bills. Man, the economy and is a cycle, dog. Then, that shit is going to trickle down, around, and across. And then now when they do get paid, now it's catch-up time, and that's horrible. Mm -hmm. That's like no, horrible. I mean, they say 80% of Americans already live check to check. Yeah. So now if you're missing check to check... You're not living at all. You're surviving. You're, you're, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, as they say. So it's a fucked up situation. Um, government jobs don't seem to be all they seem to be crack, cracked up to be at all times. And it just kind of depends on who's in leadership, man. Because those are supposed to be some of the most secure jobs, some very lucrative jobs and things like that. But when it's, when it's terrible leadership, <laughs> maybe the trade-offs aren't what well, they used to see. He's talking about calling it a national emergency. Mm -hmm. And I guess when he does that, he has the power to override yeah, Congress and have to do whatever he want to yeah. do. But Congress, the Democrats in Congress aren't saying we won't support and supply funds right. for border security. Right, right. We're just not giving you $5.6 billion for a wall. Goddamn wall. Because my uncle, what up, Uncle Brian? He actually, military vet extraordinaire, my whole family, you know what I'm saying, some yes. soldiers. <laughs> and uh, his point was, why are we so worried about a wall when there's tunnels all ready for motherfuckers to explore and get to and from Mexico? So it's just like, uh, well, I'll go under. I, like, the wall is going to stop nothing. You no. know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like, I, I get the symbolic stance that stance. it is, and it's bogus. You know, we don't want to be known, I don't think, as a nation that he, he equates greatness with exclusivity. Yeah. And I think we equate greatness with diversity. And that's where the difference comes in, is that we just have a leader who doesn't represent the people. Yeah. Well, at least people I know. I don't know. Maybe he represents somebody because he damn the show got elected by the Electoral College. So it'll College. be interesting, though, because this is affecting farmers, mm -hmm. a lot of rural people, a lot of his voters. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I Wake can't imagine up. people voting him back. But then again, you know, people, this man. is America. People, I, I people, people. Anyway, so. sticking with uh, new news for y'all, new news, and with governmental issues, justice. Finally. Yes. Where okay. and when? Because we need to slow clap we justice do. in for showing up in the top of the new year. <laughs> God damn. So uh, Governor Bill uh, Hallis? Haslam. Haslam mm -hmm. grants uh, executive clemency to Centonia, Centoya Brown. Can we slow clap yes. this queen back into society? Yeah. First of all, she's thick as hell. And that's not any reason to abduct and, and you know, rape anyone. But I didn't know what she looked like this all the time. She's very, she's pretty. very pretty and very thick. I just wanted to point that out. Uh, but what's up with the new news? What's so going on with case? She will be released on parole mm -hmm. August of 2019 after serving 15 years. So she, uh, she did 15? She served 15 years. Damn, see, I don't know why I thought this whole time that this was a case where recently after she escaped from her captive, she killed him and then went to jail and has only been in there for maybe oh, 15 no. months. 
this is a long ago case that just came back to the surface. Yes. Wow, I had no idea. And I think it probably came back to the surface because of the whole Me Too, too. because of the climate of what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. But... I was listening to a radio show with Ed Lover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you stay in the city now, so you can bump into that nigga. Yeah, 104.3, really? yeah. You can bump into him okay, a lot side of places note, on the side. I used to watch Who's the Man? Oh, the man. The time. Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. <laughs> Them niggas was like, well, Ed Lover, I mean, Dr. Dre was reminding me of the Fat Boys. You yeah, know, the fat yeah. Boys, it was kind of like they was a reincarnation of them some niggas. Yeah. Okay, so on his show, he was talking about, like, if you were the daughter or the child of the guy who was killed, okay. like, do you feel like you've gotten justice? Right. And when what happens? When somebody goes to jail for killing your loved one? With this particular situation, oh, okay, right. like with her being released, right. do you still feel like you got justice? And a lot of people, like, yeah, she did serve 15 years, so it's not like she didn't do any time. Wait, wait, justice for your loved one kidnapping and raping somebody and getting killed in the process? You need justice? Right, but, okay. The fuck? It's your dad. So Fuck your none dad, of that man. matters, right? No, all if of you, that matters. Well, your dad okay. is a terrible person. You probably are too, because the apple seldom falls far from the tree. I get that, and I agree, completely agree. Oh, I fuck. feel like there is no justice for your ass. Right, but you don't get any justice here. He brought this up, and I had to think about it. Like, okay, okay. well, as like if that was my dad, you know, would I be sad? Yeah, but then I think I feel like if you know what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong, right. you have to be like. But my dad was wrong. Right. And she did serve 15 years. And that's that. Like, and she you know, shouldn't have had to serve any. So no, what she the, shouldn't have had. What but. are we talking about here, Z? Because however she feel, okay, cool. So whatever your answer was, now it's going to happen to you. I bet she wouldn't be with that shit. Like, okay, now kidnap me and the person who, no, and then I, I get my 15 and they get their time back and they feel justified because I do or don't. Like, what I are agree. we talking about? I just about, thought it was guys? interesting that he posed that question. Yeah, yeah, got me upset. Got me in my feelings. <laughs> right. Like, hell, Z? like, nah, we're not doing that on this and the third, dog. We're not asking those type of rhetorical ass questions. Ed, <laughs> come on, man, pull up. Pull up, man. We're not doing that, G. I, I get what you're doing in terms of shit. It's, it's, it's um, controversial yeah. to say that shit. But no, Shorty shouldn't have had to serve a day no, if I understand the um, different elements of this case. The crime was committed against her. Against her. And she so stood her ground, dog. White men can do it. Yeah. White men can do it. You, can, you can't be like, oh, because he had her for so long, she was his. No. And, and shit, it is what it is. Like, from day one to day 101, she's trying to get up out that gym, and she finally yeah. got up out that gym. That's standing your ground, is it not? Yeah. Man, the black and brown um, exclusion is crazy, dog. Yeah. Like, if that was a white woman, motherfuckers would be enshrining her into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's some bullshit. Anyway, also in new news for all y'all new news, happy endings. And this is one of my favorite things because, like, you can kind of tell when the masseuse be like, man, just turn over on your not side and then they come over. endings. This is still news, not relationships. <laughs> oh, I thought, this was, I thought we moved to nudes. No. We're still in news. Okay, happy endings. What you mean? So, Amazon CEO uh, Jeff uh, Bezos, Bezos. Mm -hmm. and his wife Mackenzie are calling it quits after 25 years. Goddamn. Right? I hate it when relationships go so long and end. I don't. I don't think they should go that long if they're going to end. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, do five and get about that gym. Look ahead. No, I think if you have, you have a good run of things, right? And... <laughs> 
25 now years. It's up. For, a, for, for you to end your relationship after 25 years, how many of those years on average do you think were not so good in that run? Probably. 13. No, I at least say half. five. At least half. <laughs> no. If you had 20 good years and then five bad years, even the last five bad years, you'd be like, ah, we had 20, what so I got something. Like what the five years was like in between? Every anniversary, every fifth anniversary, <laughs> the business was parceled out uh, equally. No, boy. That's not happening. Well, anyway, so... He's the richest man in the world. He's worth $137 billion. That he is. Um, so this will be one of the costliest divorce. Mm. However, Stings. however, mm -hmm. this will make Mackenzie mm -hmm. the richest woman in the world. Mm -hmm. Because they're married in, in Washington State, so it's a 50-50 state. Everything yeah. will be split in half. However, she won't gain control of Amazon or anything like that. This is just Nothing crazy. Just six, 68 bill? Yeah, she'll get $68 billion. Half of $137 bill. Divorce me. God if damn. I'm getting $68 I'll be I'm good. <laughs> Listen. See you later. Listen. So look, so he tweeted, um, this is just what makes it great. He tweeted, we want to make people aware of our development in our lives as our family and close friends know after a long period of loving, exploration and trial separation, we have decided to divorce and continue our shared lives as friends. We feel incredibly lucky to have found each other and deeply grateful for every one of the years we have been married to each other. If we had known we would separate after 25 years, we would do it all again. We've had such a great life together as a married couple, and we also see wonderful futures ahead as parents, friends, partners, and ventures and projects, and as individuals pursuing ventures and adventures. Though the labels might be different, we remain a family and we remain cherished friends. Can I just slow clap him? Yeah, I kind of like that shit. I kind of like that shit, and here is why. You can tell when a nigga is happy. You can tell when a nigga is not fluffing and bullshitting no. and juking and jiving. You can tell when you've reached a level of comfort, nigga take half and I'm still the richest <laughs> yeah. motherfucker around this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like I made you, I put her on. I would love to share in this wealth. I cannot spend this money in 10 lifetimes, no way. Yeah. So it's not about the money. No. Here, go ahead, get your bag and you're the mother of my children. So at the end of the day, you're gonna spend probably a lot of that on our kids as I am as yeah. well. And it's like, too, it's almost a such thing as being too rich. Like it like doesn't even sting yeah. to be like, man, I, all right, I only got, 70 billion dollars okay i think i'll be able to make it you know what yeah, i'm saying absolutely. so just the fact that he was able to accumulate this mass fortune and this generational wealth for his family the fact that they feel like man we're going to continue to be friends we're yeah. going to continue to be partners we're going to continue to be co-parents versus fuck this bitch i hate her what the fuck we're going to drag this out in court like that would be a red flag to me but this seems to suggest like it's the best is is mutually agreeable um the, i don't know the kids situation they might be grown or not but now, I don't nigga, think the kids are grown the money and can I raise the kids uh, <laughs> he he cheated right mm. um with like a family friend right. but I mean, who cares? Who cares? I mean, sixty-eight billion for both of you, and go your other way and fuck yeah, somebody enjoy. else's brains out. Yeah, you're good. You're a younger man. You're good, and you know that's what she's gonna do. That's what I was saying. If I see her, like if we have a picture, <laughs> I will throw my dick at her face and just see, if, see what happens. You know what I'm saying? You just never know, dog. Sixty-eight billion. I will shoot my cock. Fuck my cock. For real. But um, I think that about wraps us up for new news for all y'all. New news on this week's episode of This That and the Third. Literally. Literally.
All right, transitioning into entertainment. What's topping off our entertainment segment this week, Ms. Breesey? So it is award season. Okay. That it is. Um, and they did have the Golden Globes on Sunday. Now, the Golden Globes, is that the equivalent to, you know how some of the awards like have two different names? Is that one of those? Or the Golden Globes are for what, is my question. What the fuck do you do to get a Golden Globe? Is it movies? Is it film? Is it movies, TVs, web series? TV shows, movies? And you know what? That's it's a good question. Ambiguous. It's like the pregame to the Oscars. So if you win one of these, you're more than likely going to be nominated for an Oscar type thing? Not only nominated, but you might Probably win. Okay, but it's mm -hmm. not higher than an Oscar. No. Okay. No. What does the statue look like? Is this the one with the the, the globe, globe with the angel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Um. So, all y'all Black Panther fans. Wakanda forever. <laughs> not. Oh. What do you <laughs> they, mean? They didn't win anything. Wakanda three ever. <laughs> no, two. No, and are we surprised? We're not because. They're not going to celebrate us more than we're going to celebrate us. I think the box office was a testament to the fact that either the world is rocking with this shit or the world is just extremely nosy. And I think it's a combination of the two, maybe 70-30. Yeah. And I don't think that whoever is on the Golden Globe uh, committee mm -hmm. to determine who gets these awards is enough in tune with the culture and with the movement to even know what the fuck to celebrate. So they just going, ah, Leonardo DiCaprio, ah, this is us, ah, whatever some white shit is, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it got a black person in it, so we felt like we met, met our diversity quota. But an all-black, powerful-ass movie like this, they would nominate an award super fly before they did, goddammit, it, uh, you know, Black Panther, in my opinion. What you say? Um, well, I... Just didn't expect it to win. Yeah. It's just what it is. We know what it However, is. However, for the Oscars, I do expect it to win, and I haven't seen it, but <laughs> I expect it to win for at least what? like um, uh, most, uh, what is it, like the FX, not the FX, but the um, animations, mm. maybe the, the graphics. Special effects. Special effects. Special effects. I expect it to win for stuff like that. If it don't get nothing else. Right. Costuming. Makeup, at least. Give us something. Soundtrack. Production design. Goddamn soundtrack award. And yeah, it's so we love I, music from black I people. I expected to win something, but right. I mean, I don't think none of the actors were nominated for anything for no. Black Panther. It wasn't so. a jarring performance, huh? No. This is my thing. I think that if it did get something rinky dink like that, we would still be mad. <laughs> we would still be mad because <laughs> no, it's like it's if it's Oscar. not movie of the year. It's an Oscar. If, yeah, but nobody gives a fuck about best wardrobe Oscar. It's not gonna except be a movie the person of the that year. did the Oscar. I mean, except the person that did the wardrobe. And it's not. But we're not. our expectations are so low that, you know, we have to settle for makeup artists of the year and shit like that. That's unfortunate. But when we have something that pushes forward an agenda like a moonlight, when we have something yeah. that doesn't really celebrate, you know what I'm saying, our culture like a, a training day or like yeah. a fucking monsters ball you know what i'm saying it yeah. just shows us in these other roles it's interesting that them shits always, always seem win. to win a, a war so yeah, anything just, raunchy or thottish yeah, or thuggish you know what yeah. i'm saying you kind of know what it Wins. is so don't be fooled and i think that it's our turn to celebrate ourselves you know what i'm saying yeah. like and I, I think there's a lot of things like the i think it's blackmall.com they have some type of awards that i went to at the disciple oh yeah and they try to award people and stuff like that but we don't support the shit you know what i'm saying we but don't. then we complain when white people don't support us it's like man, we got to start at home and support so, ourselves. So, they do actually have the mall set up right on 79th Street. Yeah. It is a place where you can go shop yeah, and it's buy a brick and all mortar, yeah. black-owned products. So, check it out. 
Maybe we should have her on. That way. We probably should. Cassie? Yeah. Yeah, we probably should. You need to pull up Cassie. All right. Um, also but, in entertainment. So so let me tell you who did win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go to uh, Regina King won for Best Supporting Actress in Bill Street. Now, for those of y'all that don't know, this uh, young lady, Regina King, rose to fame in 227. She was the daughter in 227. She came back with a, a, a stellar performance as Chicago's girlfriend in Poetic Justice. What about Boys in the Hood? She was in Boys going, in the Hood first. I was going, okay. I was going. <laughs> she was also uh, in Boys in the Hood. Yep. She was um, Ice Cube's sister in Friday. She was um, in Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Thin Line. She was Martin's girlfriend. girlfriend. The, the positive one. Enemy um, of the State. She was an Enemy of the State. Will Smith's girl. She should have been through the industry with the guy. Not saying she fucking. No, she might, but I don't know. She, she played alongside some major people. Seven Seconds. Mm, yeah. She was in Seven Seconds, the Netflix original series. She's the voice of Riley on the Boondocks. Boondocks. And she she whooped Laz Lonzo, put the baby oil and shit down. This was that this Christmas. Christmas? She has a resume, dog. And she was like on a uh, a TV series, one of those shows. I can't even remember which one. Like since two two seven, since she was a child. In her adult life, she was on um, yeah, it was like know, a cop show or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on some shit. I forgot. Was, I forgot what it was called. Not she a was. CSI yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. So yeah. she she stay working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to her, and I think that she kind of like made a commitment of some sort, didn't she? Yeah, just it was like along the lines of the Me Too movement yeah. and telling women to step up. Oh, she said any production that she's a part of is gonna be um, at least for women. At least 50%. Of, yeah. yeah women, at least 50% women of color. Yeah. So that's dope and that's progressive. Um, also, uh, I can't remember his name, but he won for Green Book. Oh, so that's the same dude from Moonlight. Yeah. And he also played the villain in, I think, Luke Cage. I want to say the, okay. the, the Marvel series that's on Netflix, Luke Cage. Dope actor, Green Book, dope flick. So check that out as well. And I, I didn't know, I think you told me it was a true story. Yeah, based on a true yeah, story. Yeah, so the writers, it was... His dad was the driver. Ah, and so, so it was an Italian writer to, then. Yeah, yeah, we kind of got to learn about that. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. Last but not least, uh, Christian Bale won for Best Actor in his role in Vice. Mm -hmm. And he thanked Satan for the inspiration on how to play the role. Well, you mean like Lucifer? Yes. Lucifer, Lucifer, ba Everybody was like, kind of like, really? oh. The fuck? But understood it because he played the Cheney. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have to say this. I haven't seen Vice yet. That all-star cast shit just grabs me all the time. Anytime I see hell of um, famous people in one movie, I want to see it. So I haven't seen Vice yet. But I thought when he said the devil, I thought he meant like not Dick Cheney, but he meant like the actual Satan. And then I was taken back to, you know, he did American Psycho. Yeah. And he was the devil in that movie. He was good. He was like very believable. No, in that movie, dog. So I believe that he is, and I think he has some type of controversial on the movie set, wilding out. Somebody recorded him, and he's like a, he's crazy. He's, he's a he, demonic well, ass, method ass actor. So no, the that guy goes crazy. The the writer or director, whoever chose him, basically, Christian Bale said, you know, he was looking for a non charismatic actor. Yeah. You know, basically an asshole. And yeah. He was and that's like, what he is. I uh, was the right person, and he. I felt like he, when he said, thank Satan for helping him play the role, right. meaning Dick Cheney Dick and Satan. Dick Cheney and Satan, pretty mm -hmm. equivalent. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know Dick Cheney was that wild with it, you know what I'm saying? I've but again, I haven't seen yeah. the clip. You seen it? No. Okay, but okay. he made me want to watch it because yeah, yeah, I didn't know yeah. if he was playing Dick Cheney because he gained a hundred pounds. Yeah, that makeup. I thought it was Buddy Ass from, um, 
from Dumb and Dumber. I thought it was the other oh. dude from Dumb and Dumber this whole time. I'm like, he looks like dude. No. That was Christian Bale. Yeah. This nigga was like the him. Dark Knight and the White Vice President. He is. That's uh, range. He's good. Okay. Oh, and one more thing. So, Kevin Spacey. Oh, this nigga. Was in court this week. Mm-hmm. For sexually assaulting an 18-year-old boy in Nantucket, um, supposedly had groped him without consent. Um, but this so how do you get thing. consent to grope? Like, can I squeeze you? What? <laughs> when is anybody ever gonna be like, gag, gag? Nobody's yeah. gonna say that. So you sure. don't have to say that without consent part. Just say grope. But so all of his um, allegations against him are from boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was with the. And he he made like a YouTube video. Who did? Kevin Spacey. Saying what? He weird. And they only showed a clip of the YouTube video. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't even watch it because seeing him in court, it just reminded me of his character he played in American Beauty. And that's what I was going to say. Weirdo ass actor, weirdo in real life. Like they're not really. Sometimes they're not that separate. Yeah, it's like I'm not going for all of this inspiration, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to play my alter ego. Yeah. That shit is telling because now when you look at a. Who's another weird ass actor? Like, I mean, wasn't that he's no longer with us? Uh, Heath Ledger, but he played the shit out of Joker. Yeah, now he, he was going through. You know, yeah, yeah. he's gone, right? Well, even Robin Williams. Robin Williams, who would really channel some deep, dark characters. Have you seen um, One Hour Photo with Robin? Yes. That shit was weird, weird. as fuck. This nigga was working at Walgreens yeah. on some weirdo weird, shit. Weird, very. And very believable weirdo shit. So y'all, I think we need to be mindful of these actors when they go to these dark places. They knew how to get to these dark places. Artists. Artists. And they put their stuff in their artistry. Mm-hmm. But we can talk more about that okay. in a minute. Okay. Um, so next, I do want to discuss, did you see the article I posted on this and third Facebook page? So I'm more of a headline type person and not a fine print type person. So I did <laughs> see the title and that shit blew me. I was speaking with my homegirl and... I read the title out to her, and she was so tickled. She said it was the way I read it, but the title in and of itself was, like, fucked up as hell. Yeah, it was, like, uh, white white pimps pimps trick black gays into doing meth. And it was like, how? (laughs) First of all, where are white pimps? Dakotas? The Dakotas? Wyoming? Where the fuck are white pimps? And then how do you trick a black gay into doing meth? That's a very layered title. I know, I know. Explain. Since you didn't read the article. I did not. I did not. Um, So Michael Rice, um, it's his new documentary called Party Boy. Party boy. Um, and the stories of white men pushing meth onto gay, gay black boys. It explores the trend known as chem sex, mm-hmm. also known as uh, high and horny, oh. or party and play. So if you hear those terms, like, we're finna have a kickback. All right, cool. Maybe we're finna have a chem sex kickback. Whoa. W- what do you mean? Well, that means there are going to be some drugs involved. Mm. And the drugs being uh, meth, um, Crystal meth, GHB, you know, a mixture of all those drugs. So, one, I didn't know there was a meth and a crystal meth. I thought they were one and the same. Two, meth makes you horny? Like, I need to rewatch Breaking Bad because I didn't feel like anybody got horny after Me doing either. this either. I didn't know. Well, apparently it does. What? Well, not just meth. I think the mixture of other drugs oh, with okay. meth. Oh, okay. The cocktail. Might the make cocktail. 
that a uh, uh, pleasurable experience. Right. Um, but the documentary follows uh, the story about Jamel Moore, mm -hmm. who died of an overdose um, in that Democratic donor's house, Ed Buck. This was back in 2017. Damn, no, get nigga. They just reposted the article. I know you've seen, like, black boy died and you didn't see that article? No. It's, it's been on Facebook. I haven't seen it. So it just is obviously old, but it resurfaced. Because of this. Because of this. Okay. Um, but in this article and in the documentary, he talks about, um, he goes with a couple different gay guys and they share their experiences. And basically a lot of them, same the same way pimps or predators, right? Mm -hmm. Prey on girls, mm -hmm. low self-esteem, low confidence, no family, no help, nobody. Seven. Um, they do the same thing with black gays. Because they kind of outcast from their community and culture. Yeah. yeah. So they're vulnerable. So in one particular situation, a black boy, he said he had just got up and moved to L.A. on a whim, right? So he's homeless, kind of just trying to figure it out. A white man pulls up who is a famous writer mm -hmm. for a television show and kind of was like... I'm looking to buy drugs and I want to fuck you. And then I want you to sell these drugs to my wife friends and fuck them. That's uh that's a hell of a job description. Now so who did he pull up though. on? Like where did this guy was standing on he the He was corner? on the bus stop. Guy on the bus stop this waiting for a bus to get a life-changing offer from a white guy that wants to sell you drugs. Pretty woman 2019. Wants okay? to fuck you, wants to give you drugs to supply to his friends. To also fuck you. This Say, is nigga, I'm just trying to get to the store. This is a thing. And Damn. So, you know, when everybody come down on Kevin Hart about gay shit. Yeah. Because motherfuckers in Hollywood are gay, gay shit. but are not necessarily upfront with that. These yeah. white executive men. Ah. Okay. Is that now? Is that a power thing or is that a gay thing? I think I think is one is a power thing, right. and I think you gay. This is my thing. So I hear like they use that to be like, okay, we're gonna give you this opportunity, but we gotta fuck you in the ass to give you the opportunity because we gotta have something on you that if it was to come out, you know, it'll fuck you up. So you'll always do what we want you to do. So it's not, and like what else could they offer you to be like, man, I'm gonna take, you literally have to take a nigga's manhood to be able to control him. Otherwise he's gonna be an independent man. So they be on that fuck you in the ass on some power shit versus, you're attractive. Well, and, and, and one of the guys did say, he was like, you would think we hold the power since we're the ones, as he said, with the big black dick. Right. <laughs> and he was like, no, really, in their mind, they're controlling us because once they get you hooked on the drugs, yeah. now you need them. Wow. Because you need that money and you need that supply. Wow. Another that guy. Shit is deep. Look, another guy in this documentary said what he was fuck? at um, a party in Beverly Hills at somebody's house, and quote, he was eating my ass, and he spit two cc's of crystal meth up his ass. What's a cc? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. What's a? And I'm on a cc. <laughs> Drake said that shit. That's a, a unit of measure? What is I a CC? <laughs> a centi centimeter? What the fuck? Whatever. Look, I didn't get stuck on the CC. He I got spit up my ass. Spit up my ass, yes. You know, and he was like surprised because he, you know, obviously wasn't expecting that. Wait. There was a nigga behind him 
playing with his ass and he didn't expect something to be spit ass, in it. So he wasn't expecting him to spit up no drugs. And a drug, you spit a drug in somebody's ass and it gets them high? Why? I guess it goes into your system. system. Damn, Z. Damn. The article was pretty uh, detailed. Damn. So, (laughs) if you put alcohol in your toilet water, and then you know when you do it, you splash up a little bit, but like, oh, will you get drunk? (laughs) Shut up. I'm asking. Well, no, but if somebody spit alcohol up your ass, I'm probably sure you might have some effects. I don't know. Damn. I don't know. <laughs> I'm bent, nigga. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? See, this is only in LA, right? Like, we could just avoid so it by not going there. the documentary, it covers LA and New York. Okay, but not Chicago. Well, this shit is not a phenomenon in Chicago. Yeah, ass. yeah, Lowski, yeah. yeah, I actually used to hear stories about the same dudes that your cats on the nine, on the tray, on whatever, out here, you know, uh, dread head shorty, pants sagging, da da da. By day, they come. I've seen them. And wrap they shit up and ponytail and fan it out and keep their pants sagging and let you know this ass is available after the sun goes down. So Same I guys. Have, I said, nigga, what? I have uh, a good friend who does my hair and he's mm. gay, right? But he's not. Um, he's not a flamboyant. Right. He's very manly boy. Manly you know? gay, right? And uh, yeah, I've seen them. Damn. I'd be like, I would have never thought you. You, you know, you know why. I'm the one. <laughs> you know why it doesn't um, surprise me is because for the 18 months I stayed in uh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. the first time I went to Lenox Mall, like you see a nigga from a distance, you like, damn, this motherfucker got gold all in his mouth. This motherfucker got a bandana hanging out of his pocket. This motherfucker got on a rhinestone, whatever belt, ones. Then he's just like, man, man, let me stay on guard. This motherfucker might be on some bullshit. And the next minute you see this nigga skipping and holding another nigga's hand, and you be like, what (laughs) the fuck is this? Like, it doesn't look how we're raised to think gay looks. That shit looks thugged out. It blows your mind when you first first see it, though. And I'd rather you be yourself all the time. So if you a thug and hang out in a little roughneck, then be openly gay. I just rather that than you hide it. And that's the biggest thing, regardless of whether it's corporate or whether it's on the block. It's like be free, be you versus pretending to be something that you're not. Because that's, I think, when when shit get twisted. I'm not saying like sexual transmitted diseases are a gay thing. No. But it is kind of one of those things where I think, I guess you're more susceptible to diseases when you do anal, period. And And then you ain't here running into some vagina. Yeah. And just keep, yeah, you kind of just, you know, pick a side. Yeah. Pick a side. You know, be like Omar from The Wire. If you're going to do yeah. it. Omar's it. a great example. Dude. Y'all knew what it was, what it but nobody was fucking and nobody with Omar. Fucked with him. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, because that's the thing, like, is the hang up, like, oh man, people going to target me or people yeah. going to judge me or what, man? Well, nobody judging Omar. Sure would. Goddamn, I don't know. Get a scar. Get you a buck fifty across your face, <laughs> and ain't nobody going to trip. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also in entertainment, man, this has been like taking over the headlines. I saw this shit on uh, Channel 7 last uh, night. And I was just kind of like, I'm so over nigga, it. this shit is on like single digit channels not just online and on social media what am i talking about reese r kelly mania mania my god dance mania okay so we're gonna start off talking about <laughs> his uh you know he celebrated a birthday this week congratulations Nick. okay happy birthday and uh guess where he celebrated at 
a school. Kenwood. Where? Where else? His old oh. stomping grounds. His old stalking grounds. Okay. The king of R&B. King of R&B. Turned 52. 52. Right. And he was on 75th Street at V75. Like that nigga was an Arbor Gresham for his 52nd. I posted like King, why are you on 75th Street? Like you really uh, have nowhere else to go at this he's point. A, he's a king Obviously. without a kingdom. That's the thing. He's mm. a king mm. without a kingdom. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, that's pretty sad. But he seemed like he had fun. I saw <laughs> clips and said that he seemed to be on some fuck the world yeah, and everything. He was like, I ain't worried about that shit. Right. Low key. <laughs> you should. He probably went home and cried. Curled so, up around the toilet. Basically, you got Kim Fox coming out, the district attorney, oh, asking for victims to come forward. And I saw <laughs> the a post. The doors of the church are open. I saw a post that said, what about the thousand murders that have gone unsolved, Kim Fox? Where the hell you been at? Like, Kim, let's, Kim. let's focus on KF, issues the, the, that have issue already been yeah, going let's, on. But, but because people oftentimes see the world not as it is, but as they are, she stands on the fact that she's a Me Too survivor. So this is near and dear to her heart. And I, I don't want to put this out here, but it's Kendra G as well, because she was on the front line outside of his studio, chanting and crying. I, I felt like said maybe she need, something had happened to her. Mute Kendra G. Mute Kendra G. <laughs> <laughs> Why we all know what KG is You know, and what I like Kendra G, but... Yeah. Now, if somebody would have came out of the studio and fat on your ass, like, yeah, come on, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't have those type of skills. Was you ready? Yeah. But has she, has she been known to be in that Me Too movement as well, Kendra G? Because no. I know Kim Fox, or correct me if I'm wrong, Kim Fox says she has been Me Too'd or attempted Me Too's. Okay, so I don't know. I didn't know that. During her rise to I don't power. I think Kendra G, well, she's never come out and said okay, anything. Okay. Um, she's and just I think, adamant about the cause. Yeah, I think she. Picks her causes where she wants to jump on. Okay. But, you know, a lot of people are giving her uh, slack because she, R. Kelly, when he was in the studio a few years back, she mm. brought up none of those questions. Nothing. And so... Well, my paycheck depends on it. I mean, hmm. I'm, I'm not mad at her. Do your thing. No, no, no. You got to... Feel you know, how you feel. Yeah. Um, but Kim Fox, different story because... I mean, there are a lot of murders. That, uh, yeah, it's a lot of I higher priorities. You and it's not that uh, sexual him. assault is not important, important but there are like They're, factual, proven, this nigga's dead type shit yeah. that is like parents unsolved. Parents are waiting. Yeah, parents are waiting. <laughs> and you're focused on aura. But social media, nonstop Man, with the let's get it, let's surviving go. R. Kelly. Um, yeah. So a couple things that I did see. I saw his ex-wife mm -hmm. post a video with his music. She was like singing his song. Out, yeah. One video she was singing his song, talking about... Which song? Happy People. Okay. And she was talking about basically haters, people hating or having comments to say. And I think her guy was driving. Yeah. It was just weird. The next video she made um, was about um, R. Kelly having contact and her not ever preventing him from having contact with his kids right. and wanting that relationship but to eventually. But them choosing not to rock with him? No, she didn't say that, but she hopes and mm -hmm. prays that eventually they can repair. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it was just like, 
one minute you are on this bandwagon and then it's like just stop yeah just shh. again you know mute r kelly's wife she, she did wife. say the main reason for her coming out now because they've been divorced 10 years yeah. so the main reason for her coming out now is when she saw the two young girls who came out some months ago saying that they had been held captive right, right? She said their experiences were so similar, she wanted to give validity to what they were expressing. Yeah, experiencing, yeah. And so that's the main reason she came out. Totally get that. But I just, the flip-flop is what's messing her up. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, let because the shit you die come down. out and then you're riding to his greatest hits. It's and a little hard to determine. I don't think nobody's really going to stop listening yeah. to his music because his Spotify streams have shot yeah, up. Yeah. And I think that could be because... Well, we talked in Black Panther segment about how people are just that nosy. Like, man, let me listen to the lyrics and digest. That nosy and... Think about the kids who don't know R. Kelly's music like we know R. Kelly's music. Right. He right. has so many albums. They say, who? Who? Right. Yeah. Who is this guy? Let me see. I thought Jacquees was the king of R&B. Right. Who the fuck is R. Kelly? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there are several reasons. But this whole issue is so layered because yeah. I've been seeing arguments on Facebook. And what the people saying? People are people are mad. Somebody went on my page. Okay? Your page? What's your page got to do with it? A fucking essay. Ah. And I said, sir, I care not to read this essay. Did they, did they respond to a comment life. you made, or they just went on your page and said, dear Reese? <laughs> no, I posted okay, an I'm article. Okay, I about to say, damn. Um, about Sparkle. She just came out with a single. Oh. Mm. Coincidentally, you huh? don't care, right? right? And I was just like, I now can't. we're good on the Sparkle album. So everybody was like, "Girl, we didn't buy your first. We're not buying this." You know, what your I'm last. So whoever, po whoever this guy was that posted on my page, obviously he has some relation with them. And I mean, he wrote a book. Oh, a novel. And, well, I appreciate Copy your and face book. Of this book. I was just like. Again, my life goes on, your life goes on. You good? A enjoy. Excuse like, me. get off my goddamn page with that shit. I'm gonna go do what I was doing, okay, bro? I'm gonna delete this comment too, real quick. But, without I think reading it. It's layered. I think one, R. Kelly needs help. Yeah. He was molested. Ugh. 7 to 13. Ugh. Did you molested. see the art? I mean, not the article, the interview with his brother? Yeah. And he was like, man, our sister? Terrible. Used to made us used to make us eat her out. <gasps> you didn't see that? No. World Star, I believe, posted on IG, and his brother is being interviewed on the radio or some type of media platform, and he was like t retelling the story. Yes, drink to that one. He was saying like, "Yo, I was six, Robert was ten. Our sister, who was sixteen at the time, was like, "Yo, come over here, stick your tongue out, eat this box.'" Lick it, lick it fat. Like, he's telling gory-ass details of them being molested by their older sister. I heard all this time it was an uncle of some sort. It sounded like his whole family was fucking him. When? Because his mom died when he was young. I don't know. I know they were saying his sister was uh, making him lick that pocket book clean at seven at six and ten respectively and she was 16 so my question was like is the sister dead is she estranged i heard they haven't spoken in years and it is convenient to blame somebody that you don't fuck with that oh yeah that could be the reason i'm so fucked up and now i'm the victim too and now i'm just passing on the victimization to others but that's that's something to be considered that. dog that's something to we be considered to dog. if i was eating pussy at six I would be a pretty fucked up individual at 52. A pretty fucked up. I would be a 
a pretty fucked up individual. Nobody gave, got you help. Nobody said no coping, no nothing. Yes. My music is my outlet, and I'm now I'm I'm okay. on this path of okay. destruction and tear and passing on my pain to others and writing stories about it. That happens more often than you think. Niggas just ain't artists. And niggas just ain't famous. No, nah, I'm just saying, like, niggas that that happens to them at a young age, they inflict that same experience on the others, but because they're not R. Kelly or because they don't have the platform that he does, you never oh, no. hear about it. But this is like shining light on sexual abuse, mental illness, and a whole bunch of other things. So it's easy to cast a stone at R. Kelly, and I'm not saying he's guilty, excusable. innocent. None of, that, none of that shit is excusable, but it comes from somewhere. It's not like this nigga is just okay in his mind and doing, doing this it. shit. Yeah. It's like he's, he's fucked it. up. And this is this nigga's 52nd birthday was on 75th Street. My 43rd birthday won't even be there. Like, and he's R. Kelly. How saying. fucked up in the head do you have to be, dog? And I just, you know, I, I want people to see things holistically. I haven't seen the documentary, and that's on purpose, because it's just interesting to me that we sit here, and I think I said this on last week's episode, we sit here and we say, ah, oh, man, he married Aaliyah at 14, ugh, but then he made Bump and Grind or whatever. Ah, oh, man, he peed on this girl, and everybody who was of age saw that shit on VHS when he came out, but then he made I Believe I Can Fly. Oh man, he got this sex camp where he's keeping people entrapped and da da da. But he came out with Backyard Party. And it's like, we accepted it then, but then when people put it all together in the form of documentary, we're disgusted? You accepted that shit in the now. So how the fuck you gonna reflect on it and be like, oh, I'm disgusted and I feel responsible for not doing anything, blah, blah, blah. I felt responsible then. What the fuck? And, and that's all I'm saying. So I'm not finna join this fucking witch hunt. Again, I'm not finna that. condone his behavior, but I'm not finna sit here and say shit about shit. Y'all go ahead and say y'all opinions, and I will report out on the motherfuckers. But them y'all opinions, because I will say this. If the shoe was on the other foot, and a motherfucker was going through your background, a motherfucker was examining your shit with a fine-tooth comb, and all the fucked up shit that did or didn't happen to you when you was young came to light, you wouldn't want motherfuckers that have no idea about any of the facts or lack thereof casting the first stone or two. So why would you do that to this man? You don't have to agree with this nigga shit, but you don't have to judge him either. So, and I think that's an issue within the black community, like sexual quick, abuse and quick. stuff like that. We never talk about it. No, no. Kids are just supposed to move on. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, I know a few men who've been like molested mm -hmm. and... I'm like, really? And I guess in my mind, I think it doesn't happen because nobody talks Shit. about it. Right, right. Um, out of sight, out of mind. I feel like that's, like, I saw a post that posted um, some information about one of the young ladies, right? And she got a record. And so the, the, the person captioned, you know, women lie. And I said, <laughs> people in lie, general. But nigga, he needs help. He was molested from 7 to 13. And so I truly understand what that did to him and why he is the way he is. Right. Not that that excuses him, but that's like part one. The second part is parents have to take some accountability. And I know Keisha Cole was getting a lot of flack because she said, your, your kid is the parent responsibility, so where were the parents? Hmm. And Raise your hands, if parents. If you're so gun-ho on making your child famous that you ignore the red flags and the the obvious signs that this the is not safe. This is not a safe environment. What you think, you know, like what Matthew, you feel. You can feel a negative vibe, dog, coming off the nigga. Matthew Knowles spoke out and said, "R. Kelly wanted to work with Destiny Child many times." I'm good. But because he knew of the reputation and he knew he wouldn't even, he was like, "No, absolutely not." That, 
And Tina and Matthew were so, he was like, Tina would go to the bathroom with the girls. Yeah. Like, that's how protected they were. And so for parents just to feel willy-nilly and mm -hmm. send your kid out, that's a problem. Some type of accountability got to come back on the parents. On the, like, how's your kid taking a flight? I don't understand Unaccompanied that. minor. And R. Kelly's waiting with a sign that says, young girl. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone will do. It's like, yo. So, I mean, I think it's layers to this. I yeah. think um, all these men who knew all these bedrooms were in the studio and seen all these girls in the studio, you didn't do nothing. Yeah. You didn't care. You were part of the problem. Culpable. Um, Culpable. But then so when yeah, put their daughters in that situation, they'll go get a paycheck off R and then, you know, whatever, whatever, but they won't let their daughters come to the studio, but you right. let somebody else's daughter get taken advantage of. It's a lot of people, more than just R. Kelly, not saying R. Kelly is isn't to, not to, is not to blame, right? But it's like so many people that are responsible as well in some shape, form, or fashion. Last but not least, I saw this YouTube video today, and this girl like broke. It was like a thirty-minute video, and she had pictures of she had pictures of the alleged victim in the video, right? The girl got beat on. Oh, okay. She had pictures, pictures of her and her mom. Then she had pictures of her best friend getting peed on in pictures. No. Oh, I'm like damn. And I didn't notice, but her best friend at the time had testified that back was then. Her. Yeah. And she just always maintained that it wasn't her. That was yeah. her whole defense, yeah. Yeah. And I just was like, damn, like this shit was twenty something years ago and this girl has to relive this shit. I saw the shit in O two. Really? I saw the shit in my sophomore dorm. Wait, I'm trying to think wait, I'm trying to think when I graduated. <laughs> right, I seen the shit in O. No, two. I saw it like my freshman, sophomore year, like when it came out. I got a copy right away. Freshman, sophomore year of what? High school. Really? Yeah, I saw it like right away. I remember watching that in college. Because I went to my, I showed one of my friends who knew, we all knew her and yeah. yeah. It took a while for VHSs to go viral. This is like one of the first things that ever went viral, if you really think about it. It was one of those things like word of mouth like made this shit go viral. Like Hell no. All you had was MySpace. Yeah. You didn't have Facebook and none of that shit. And you had to hear about it and That's then get a copy of that shit. There was probably no major yeah. Now you got social media. Yeah. Now, now everybody like, has a platform. Which sucks. And we could talk about that shit all day, but we're going to wrap up our Kelly Mania on this and the third for this week's uh, segment of entertainment. But what? before we go we have one more topic of entertainment and this r kelly mania seems to have overshadowed this shit and that's the bears <laughs> bear down or bears down man niggas lost in the first round of the fucking playoffs i i'm not gonna say i predicted it but i felt i was hopeful i felt like man we sometimes overachieve in a regular season and then we blow our wide early in the playoffs versus not doing so well in the regular season, making the playoffs, and then making a run in the playoffs. I just felt like, man, we kind of did too well in the season. Not like we went undefeated or nothing, but we, we, we won like 10-plus games. That's a lot for the Chicago Bears, see? And then we go into the playoffs against the Super Bowl defending champions, and they had just came off of a nice run. They just switched their quarterback from their starting quarterback to their backup quarterback, who was better than their starter and the one that got Super Bowl MVP last year. And it was just this energy and this feeling of, Man, we probably won't win. And then until the very last minute when that pussy-ass nigga Corey Parkey steps up to kick a very makeable field goal. Mook could have made the field goal. He even made the field goal one timeout ago. And then when it counted, this nigga doink, doink. 
doink, and now he's getting fucking hate mail. Yeah, all niggas want they want this nigga's head on a platter to prove he is no longer with us. And I can't say that I blame Chicago fans, but I do blame when you got one job. My nigga, you got That's one. You, you got one job, bro. You got one job, and your job is to kick this oblong fucking pigskin football through these wide ass. Oh, they're wide as fuck, and you're close enough. And there's not a lot of wind, and this is the city of wind. And like <laughs> the city wanted you to win. The city was calm and cool and collective, and your fucking ass misses. <laughs> The field goal, and this is one of those one one of those few examples in sports where they say, "Oh, one play doesn't win it or lose it." This play not only lost it, but it lost the game, it lost the season, and it possibly lost this nigga a job. <laughs> I swear, they need to we're gonna, what, nine million a year. In my ass, get this nigga the fuck out of here because nobody's gonna be riding with him. You can sit here and say all day the locker room still supports him on camera. We all support yeah. this nigga on camera, but when them cameras go off. I want this nigga's head on a platter. So, R.I.P. to the Bears season. Good job in the regular season. Yeah. Good job, uh, Mr. Trubisky, Mac Attack. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a lot of success stories from the season, but the way that shit ended, even if we would have made that field goal, won in a dramatic fashion, went this Sunday and played the Saints and lost, even got blown out, we would have been satisfied with that because the Saints are good as fuck. But it's like the first round of the playoff, the wild card, the nigga that ain't even supposed to be in the playoffs beat you what the fuck kill this nigga k uh cp man but not kill him but just kill him on social media if he ever reactivates his page all right <laughs> but i think that about wraps us up for this week's segment of entertainment on this and the third literally and now our favorite topic on this and a third, and that is none other than relationships. relationships. So what's topping off our relationship segment this week, Miss Reese? Um, okay. Hashtag Dear DC. Mm -hmm. I always say if I have children that it won't be until I'm in my mid-40s. Okay. Um, please ask if the secret to a happy relationship is not having kids. Mm. I hear the dynamics drastically change. The child becomes the focus and not your partner. Uh, I would say that when you do have children, the children do definitely become the focus and yeah. not your partner, and that's not supposed to be the case, but it often is, you know what I'm saying? Two, I don't think that men have to really set a time limit on no. when they can or can't have kids, because biologically we can have kids until the death. Yeah. And then three, um, a happy relationship with or without kids comes down to what we was talking about last week in terms of just motherfucking knowing yourself, the yeah. other person knowing themselves, and y'all coming together and choosing to be together and knowing that we don't have to choose to be together forever. Yeah. That freedom and that autonomy yeah. to choose every single day to be with that motherfucker, that's what makes a successful relationship, among other things. But yeah. what say you? Um, yeah, I agree. Men don't necessarily have a certain age uh, limit or bracket that they have to have kids in. Mm -hmm. I think the later, the better. Um, and kids do change the relationship because our focus becomes 
we need to su supply stability, we gotta provide, right. we gotta do all these things for these kids. And so, no, I can't go off and travel the world with yeah. you on this romantic Man. venture, I, you know? Fuck Paris. <laughs> I can't do that shit no more. <laughs> we got kids. Right. Um, but I think it takes time for that woman to figure out her balance, you know, yeah. work, kids, husband, friends, extras, stuff that she has going on. Um, and if she can do that, great. Yeah. Um, what happens, like, I like um, Erica Campbell and Warren Campbell. Mm -hmm. I think they do a good job at balancing. Right. You know, she's a, a radio host, obviously a singer, Mary Mary. Yeah, yeah. Her solo career. She has a hairline, um, the Mom reality Lure. show. Yeah. He's a producer for several artists. Yeah. And they work so much, but I feel like they have a great balance. Yeah. They make sure they have their time. So, in my eyes, that's one of... Uh, some successful relationships that I've that I see and they like in their 40s but how old is their child they yeah they are in their 40s um they have three kids and I think Krista's maybe eight for freshman in high school it's about 14. um and the other two are still in elementary okay so it's about 14 and 10 ish nine yeah. eight ish okay yeah hey it works man but it works only if you work it man right all right. Also in relationships. Okay. Hashtag DBC. Mm -hmm. My neighbor is a 35 plus year old photographer. Plus. He mostly shoots aspiring female models. Okay. I always see women going in and out of his condo slash studio and a good number of them look like high school girls. Mm. Well, after watching the R. Kelly documentary, I'm wondering what to do. He's quite the ladies' man, so I suspect something shady is going on. But I don't want to notify the authorities and be wrong. Then he later finds out it was me. But I feel if I do nothing, then I'm just as guilty as him. Should I go? You know, first I just want to say this. <laughs> I am a nosy neighbor, right? <laughs> There. <laughs> I am Miss Pearl. Okay, I sit in my window. I know who's who, what's what. Excuse right? me. I, I haven't know. seen you on this block before. But I just like to know my surroundings, right? Yeah. I like to be safe. Right. Now, if I saw a guy, my neighbor, right, and I see all these girls, I would open my door. Hey, hey what's girl? going on, neighbor? Right. What's going on? Oh, I see you Befriend busy them. working these shoots. All right, I'm going to have to come on and give me a session. Mm. And see what it is for myself. You know, mm -hmm. you do a little investigation of your own first. Obviously, if you feel unsafe or that he has, or that he's aggressive and, you know, could possibly hurt you, then obviously, you know, you take some steps back and right. don't go that far. But if you feel comfortable enough to do it, just see for yourself. Then determine what's what. I mean... Yeah, I would be a little nosy, and I'd be talking to the girls, figuring out ages and shit like that. And if they were underage, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I would say something or what. May I say something? Yeah. This is my thing. <laughs> now, I do like the part about, especially a female neighbor, being able to be like, hey, girl, oh, you over here for the show? Okay, what school you go to? And they're like, oh, I go to Roosevelt. That kind of tells. Versus, yeah. I go to goddamn Whitney Young. You're like, oh, so you are in high school, huh? Okay. Yeah. This one's in high you know school. What I'm saying? Yeah. All right, boom. So I, I like that part. Yeah. To me, based on what was written, it sounds as if she's already done her research. How the <laughs> fuck you know this nigga's a ladies' man? How you know he has a way with the women? Because maybe she what? hears them talk in the conversation. Nah, she's fucked. <laughs> in my opinion, she done already took it there. That's why you so who 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 you got coming over now? Uh, why the okay. band, right? And then it also said good number of girls. Uh, 
I feel like I'm just as guilty as them. I don't want him to find out it was me. Come on, man, because y'all got some type of rapport or relationship. Yeah. We're we'll like, bitch, you was, you was over here doing shoots. How you going to stop somebody else from getting their shoots on? And I understand the young part. So that's why I said, you know, check their age, blah, blah, blah. But if their age checks out and he just a womanizing ass motherfucker and he done womanized your ass, man. so be it. Yeah. So be it. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, man, I always think that staying in your lane and minding your own business to a certain extent yeah. is what it is. So if, if they check out, if if, if four out of shit, four, hopefully, not four out of five, <laughs> but four out of four of them are of age, age yeah. and that's no longer your business because your concern is the R. Kelly said because they were underage. Not if him they're being not a womanizer. Age, he can be a womanizer. He can be a photography womanizer, and that's totally cool because that seems to be how he got your ass. Because then you become the neighbor like in Boomerang. Mm -hmm. Gina. Yeah, just bitter, just want to see, want some, see what's up, yeah. can't get none. We've seen you. We see you. Okay, so next question. Hashtag Dear DC. Mm -hmm. I went on a blind date set up by one of my friends outside of the restaurant, and my... Outside of the restaurant and my meal being pretty amazing, the date was dull. Mm. Despite working for an engineering firm, his life seemed boring. Damn. And so was his conversation. I'm in my 30s, so I'm wondering if I should give him a second date. Maybe he was nervous, or do I go with my first gut? I'd be interested to see what this nigga has to say about you. Like, what do you say? She was inciting and enthralled? Or what do you say, man? This bitch lame as hell compared to me. She's marginally more exciting. You know what I'm saying? So I would want to see his opinion first. But I will say this. You have to know what you're competing against, see? If all you do is spend your time on social media and everybody only posts highlights from their life, yeah. or if you go to certain pages and certain feeds and it's just... NBA highlights, it's just news clips, it's just very, very snapshot in the moment and everything is exciting. And then you go on a real date with a real human, with a real job and a real career, that shit might seem pretty dull comparatively. However, in terms of sustainability, in terms of this nigga being a good guy, in terms of a good father, husband, candidate, blah, 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 that might be everything that you need but not necessarily everything you want based on what society has been feeding you. So stay, so stay woke and know what you're comparing this shit to because I think it's an apples and orange conversation. What say you? Yeah, because I guess long-term boring could be good, right? You want a boring guy in the long term. Exciting yeah. and all that shit up front and cool. Drama. That's cool, but it leads to trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Just as exciting he is for you, he is exciting for everyone else. else. <laughs> Trust and believe. <laughs> Fuck you, man. You better be careful with your whisper. You just might get it. I'll pull up on your ass. I'm just saying, man. Okay, so boring is good. We're going to go with that. But I will say this. First gut, never second guess your yeah. first gut. So if your first gut is telling you, like, keep he's it moving, keep it pushing, he's not for you, then believe that. But know that the reasons that you're stating in this Dear DC might be a little bit blurry. Hmm. Okay. Last but not least in relationship, what we got? So on uh, YBC, Young, mm -hmm. Black, and Committed, What's up, y'all? Um, they posed the question. So I don't know if you heard, but the pastor, John F. Gray, he's the real big dude, bald head that's always like motivational. Handkerchief. Creflo dollar mixed with T.D. Jakes looking yeah. motherfucker. Well, Thick neck. 18 and a half church shirt wearing motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. He, he, Thick body. <laughs> no, okay, he got his girlfriend pregnant. Whoa. Girlfriend? Yeah, not he's his a pastor wife. already, or he's like a junior pastor. No, he is a pastor. He's a deacon. He's a pastor. He's a whole pastor he's with a, a whole girlfriend. Pastor with a I girlfriend. thought usually 
and correct me if I'm wrong, to rise to certain levels of pastordom, you kind of have to be married. Or he is married. What? That's what makes this so interesting. Tell me more. So he is married, um, and he got his girlfriend pregnant. And, you know, he's uh, he's been on, like, the sister circle. He's When he goes on, on, on different shows, he's always speaking about a man finding a good thing in his wife. Man um, who finds a wife finds a good thing. His relationship and how well it John is. John Ginkle, Bible Schmidt. Um, you know, love and Dot life. Com. I'm a punch Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying, man. Passes be full of shit. Clearly. So. Not all. But most, most. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all niggas be on some bullshit. How does this pastor have a known girlfriend and a congregation? Look. What the fuck, Z? Do you stay and pray or do you leave? Now, look. I, I saw an IG clip, right? And in the clip... It was like him admitting it to the congregation. Right. Then it was the wife getting on there, and we're, I'll post the video, saying, this is my husband, and he had a girlfriend, and it was the devil, and I didn't leave. And I, like, she, she's obviously not going to leave him. They're going to be together, and right. that kind of thing. See this through. But I just. Uh, you want more for her. <laughs> you want better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wake the fuck up, first lady. I need lady. me a Jeff Bezos. Okay, you cheat, we depart. Give me my money and Cash you go on your way. Cash That's me out, saying. man. Cash me All out. This, I'm gonna stick by and support, and I'm gonna love you through it. And you know, I get, I get the vows for better or for worse. But who says that there's only one soulmate or only one true love in your life? It's not Try up again. on this and third. Try again. <laughs> Shrug emoji. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. So. I thought that when I read this originally, <laughs> that it was saying that a pastor who is single, who has a girlfriend that he's dating, got her pregnant, and that was enough of a controversy because it's like, oh, they're going to have a baby out of wedlock. Yeah, no. This nigga's married yeah. and has a whole girlfriend that he's raw dog Martin painting. Clearly. And has gotten her knocked up, so he thinks, because... She may have been dabbling and dipping on the side too. Well, and I think she know. might have lost the baby. I'm not clear oh, on those man. details because of, you know, the wife and all that. This is not of God. God yeah. would not see this through. <laughs> <laughs> Shabop. Uh, I would just say this, man. I would say this. This whole situation, I'm not fucking with it. Be mindful of who you follow. Be mindful of who you follow. Leadership is nothing more than influence, and influence is a byproduct of access. If somebody, and I don't know if this is the case, but somebody was running a mega church or just yep. a sizable church, and then they croaked or they passed away or whatever, and then the church got handed down to somebody else, and now it has this huge congregation, and because this person was trusted by this one person that you were following, you now following that person, yeah. that is the epitome of the fucking potentially blind leading the, the blind. blind. Yeah. Why are you following? Follow the message, not the messenger. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what people get caught up in the dog. Y'all be getting caught up in the man. And then when something like this happens, now you got to make a decision to stay and or pray and or leave. <laughs> and it's just like, yo, wherever two or more are gathered, you know, like, <laughs> like you don't have to go to that church to pray for that man. You can leave and pray. Yeah. How is that not an option? But at the end of the day, not trying to cast judgment on Pastor J. F. Gary. Sound like a movie producer. <laughs> Nigga, you bogus, G. You bogus because your congregation, you put your congregation and your wife, most importantly, in a fucked up situation where they got to make a decision just because, one, you couldn't 
keep it in your pants. And two, you couldn't just strap up. You couldn't put your whole girlfriend on birth control. You couldn't be that mindful. If, you, if we gonna talk for real, you gonna be that <laughs> mindful to put a, what's it called, a UDI? Yeah. Up in her shit. You and just be like, yo, we're not going to have this conflict. We might get caught out eating. We might get <laughs> caught sexting. We might, but you're not finna get caught with my baby with inside baby. of you. Like, what are we doing? We're not doing that in 2019, mm -hmm. see? We gonna be a little bit more strategic with our stepping out pastors this is a message for y'all pastors because y'all are letting y'all flocks down and y'all flocks believe in y'all just how a dope yeah. fiend goes to the trap house for dope a hope fiend comes to the church house for hope and y'all fucking up they high yeah so y'all stay woke man but uh i think that about wraps us up for relationships yeah. and for this week's episode of this that and the third literally we thank y'all for tuning in and turning up for another dope segment of this that and the third the lifestyle show that gives you life once again it's been a pleasure serving as your host as always it's been your boy calvin leroy king the third and my lovely co-host with the moses miss reese pc the one and only but before we go but wait, there's more. <laughs> Next Thursday, y'all pop out with us. Third Come Thursdays, on, Murphy's on, Lounge, 7628 South Cottage Grove. Murphy's Lounge. It was a blast last month. Oh. Hang out, kick it with us. If y'all were not there to see the comedians, just flat out point blank pit, the comedians alone made that shit a ball. Yeah, the drinks funny. were flowing, the games were on. Food was you say good. food was delicious. Shout out to Chicago's Home and Chicken and Waffles and everybody else that provided food. Uh, we're going to have some special wine for y'all this upcoming Thursday the 17th, 7 to 11, 76 and Cottage, Murphy's Lounge. And be sure at the door to say that you're here to support this, this that, and the third. Literally. So again, that about wraps us up. And be sure to tune in and turn up with us next episode. Again, it's been your boy, Calvin Leroy King III, my lovely co-host with the most of Ms. Reese PZ, the one and only. And we are the Undisputed King and Queen of Chicago Podcast. Check, Check us, us out. out.